Ahem. Ahem. You okay over there? I'm fantastic. How you, you doing? Sick? You got the flu? No, no Ugly flu. disease? No. Okay, It's yeah. called allergies. Oh, allergies. Well, maybe you should make proper food choices, better food choices. Mm -hmm. Maybe not so much pizza, you know? You think you're funny, Maybe not huh? so much hot chocolate. You think you're funny, huh? So, as you can tell, we're talking about food. So, today's topic is going to be Allison and I journey through food. Through food. How we work, manage to work our way through the food gamut. To where we are now and how we're still working our way through. Yep. Because it's not just one step and you're done. So let's start off with a little bit of history. Give us your food background. Like, what type of food you ate growing up? My food background. That yep. sounds funny. Your like food background. What what you eat growing do you, up? Do you need to just prick my finger and get my DNA to run my food yeah, background? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Like, hey, let me prick you and run this through a couple different tests let to me, see where you're at. Let me take your blood sugar right now. I'll be right. sky high. Right. No. Um, I mean, my background is pretty pretty standard. I'm a military kid. We grew up on a base where... You know, we bought all our food from our grocery store there. And uh, mm, I'd say 80% of our food was from a box. I mean, we bought the meat. You know, we, we ordered meat or bought meat from there. We got some fruit and vegetables, you know, bananas, strawberries, apples, those sort of things. But my snacks came out of a box. You know, Go-Gurts. Uh, Go-Gurts been around that long? They came out when my brother was little, yeah. And we oh, used wow. to... We used to Sneak them because I did sports. Like I never had a Gogurt how I met you. Yeah, yeah. I mean I cereal, box food, uh, canned vegetables. You know those those sort of standards that people grew up on. I guess is how I looked at it. Like I didn't know no different. That's what I knew people bought because that's what everybody else at the at the commissary bought. So that's kind of my little background. But what about you? What did you grow up on? Same deal. Cereal, lots of milk. That's why my stomach is messed up now. Uh, freezer pops. Ate a lot of ice cream. And when I mean a lot of ice cream, a lot of ice cream. A um, lot of chicken, a lot of beef, a lot of meat. Um, as I got older, you know, I was doing a lot of activities. So my dad would pick me up, take me here, there. And we would just eat a crap load of Chinese food. Fast food. A crap load of, especially McDonald's. See, I, we ate a lot of fast food too, but I think part of ours was my dad, well, military, we ate just the fast food that was on the base, the Burger King, things like that. Mm -hmm. But when he, when I got a little bit older, he did softball for the base and we would travel. And the easiest thing to do was to eat fast food on the way. Or fast food, while you were there, we didn't have a whole lot of time to go sit down at a nice restaurant or we were staying in a hotel room. So fast food was the, the answer then. It yeah, so, you know, we just eat so much fast food. My dad went to the doctor one year, and his cholesterol was sky high. I mean, it was off the charts. So was, was his sodium intake. So, you know, we had to kind of tone that down a little bit. A little bit? A yeah, lot of bit. Yeah, a lot of bit. Um, so we got similar backgrounds when it comes to food. Yeah, definitely similar. Now, but have you always loved to cook? Um, I started cooking when I was about 16. Mm -hmm. I mean, I liked being in the kitchen when I was younger, but, you know, oh, Allison, be careful. There's the oven on. Don't, you know, they were, even when I was nine or 10 years old, they were still kind of skeptical about letting me be in the kitchen. But my grandma would always kind of let me help out with little stuff. But once I hit 15 years old, I took a cooking class because I had, I loved being in the kitchen. I loved baking. Um, so I took a cooking class. A culinary essentials class 
at my high school uh, my freshman year and I loved the, the way the class was taught I loved the science behind it I've always been into science I've always been big on how does something work and why does it work and the way the class was taught is it was essentials it was how do we measure what food goes into what how do we know what percentage we need to put in this it was very almost scientifically based and I never thought of food as a science until that point I thought that's so cool like I control it's an experiment I start with a baseline product okay I got a slab of beef and by the end of it all these different changes had to occur by me adding seasoning taking away cooking it all this stuff that I ended up with a final product and I never viewed food as a science before until that point and that made me really fall in love with cooking even more because I got to experiment with different types of food different types of seasoning product whatever and always got a different result at the end now if I had to do it all <laughs> over again you know they actually got degrees for food science yeah at certain universities I think that's probably the most interesting degree that you can probably receive at the university it's, it's definitely now as far as my cooking I've never been a big cook I, I love he still isn't a I big love cook. food um, he just wants somebody just else not a big he wants somebody cook. else to prepare like, it for him yeah I mean now I can <laughs> cook but I'm d definitely fortunate enough that I have someone that loves cooking more than me and loves food so. I know we'd be screwed no I mean I, I can cook like if something happened like if your arms fell off I'd be like you know I'd get in the kitchen and whip something <laughs> I'd be stuck. I'd be stuck eating the same thing every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the rest of my life. No, she would. Yes, I would. And I could even try to. I could. This is this is how much of a experimenter in the kitchen he is. I could sit there in the chair and be like, "Hey, honey, I need you to add this ingredient and then add this ingredient and then mix this one into it." And he'd still manage to do it backwards somehow. That's how much of a experimenter of the kitchen he is. Like. Buddy. He would not be able to figure out the simplest of directions. So, when we struck out on our own, what type Ooh, of food? We struck out on our own. So, like, what type of food did we buy? Like fist bump. Boop. So, I mean, ding. Know, I pretty. I was. I would probably say that we probably did the regular food. I mean, Grocery yeah. Store, snack, for the, for shopping, the, when say, we, Walmart, well, yeah, Costco. when we moved in together, we basically first started shopping at Shop and Save because that was what was convenient. That was what was close and cheap, and. Once we moved out to the St. Charles area, we branched out a little bit. We went to Walmart. We, we, we decided we didn't want to buy the Shop and Save brand anymore. Just We realized, I think, that it was a little bit lower quality compared to what Walmart offered. But we started doing Walmart. We started doing Schnooks. And we even went to, like you said, we started doing Costco a little bit because we could buy food in bulk. Yep. That's a trap in itself. Yeah, that is a trap. You anyway. You a whole bunch of junk at one time. So we, I mean, we were still buying similar food no matter where we went we were still getting some box food stuff I we were trying to do things that were convenient I was cooking almost dinner every day out of the week uh, seven days a week I cooked probably six days of the week and I was still though using some boxed food some pre-made stuff you know and it took us quite a while to finally branch out from that and realize that I can make the food fresh it might take an extra 20 minutes, but is is it worth it? And it took us three years along our food journey to kind of change that. Yeah, you know, so we basically both got scared when we 
first watched the documentary. What was it Forks Over Knives? No. Forks Over Knife. That was I think that was no, one of the first ones. The first one we watched was Fed Up. Yeah, Fed Up and Forks Over Knife. I think that scared the hell out of both of us. Yeah, that was And immediately we was just like so disgusted what we was putting in our bodies. <laughs> and both me and Allison's we're not health nuts, but we're highly conscious of our health. You know, we both want to live a long time. Yeah, you only get one body. And one life. So we believe that like whatever you put in your body, your your body is just like that sacred temple. Right. So you should definitely attempt to put the highest quality food you can into so it. i remember yeah we definitely we watched i don't even know how many documentaries we watched we watched fed up forks over knives cowspiracy food matters i mean these are all on netflix guys by the way check them out they are very enlightening very eye-opening and i think after we watched that first one we decided we were going to start branching out a little bit more and i remember us going to whole foods the first time you remember going to whole foods yeah, yeah. which one did we go to Together we went to the one in Brentwood. Yeah. So tell them. And I went. <laughs> I walked thoughts. into. I walked into this, this this store, and me being, you know, I went to the commissary, and everything in the commissary is cheap. How old were you? How old were you? Twenty three. When we went to there, yeah, probably twenty two, twenty three. Mm-hmm. But uh, being at the, you know, growing up in the commissary, you know, that's that was my food source. Everything there was a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. Growing up, you know, looking at Shop and Save in Walmart, those prices are still fairly cheap. I walked into Whole Foods. I promise you, I stopped. Like, I was like, what? Like, who pays a dollar for an apple? You know, who would pay $7 for some strawberries? I'm walking, looking at the meat, and I'm like, who pays $10 for a thing of ground? You know, I was, it was a very eye-opening experience, and I was flabbergasted because I'm like, who the heck? These people must be millionaires. You know, like, I literally, that's that was my train of thought. I'm like, these people must have some kind of money to be able to pay for this food. And, I mean, we did get some food while we were there. We got – they have, like, the hot bar and, you know, the cold bar and stuff. We got some food for lunch that day from there. Mm-hmm. And I still was like, it cost us – it was so funny because I'm like, it cost us $25 to get some food from here. Like, I was like, what did we get? That was like $30. It was. It was super expensive. Was, uh, and, I mean, pricey. now that – we'll talk about where we're at now and how much we spend on food and stuff. But, like, back then I was like, $30 for us – for just the two of us to eat food? I'm like, oh, my God, that's so much money. Like – we could have gone and literally was like we could have gone to a fast food place you know like yeah and spent 15 but what what about you like what do you what was your first experience in whole foods because i know you'd been in one before me this was my first yeah i went to i had one experience i went to one in florida when i was living briefly in palm beach and i just remember it was so many people in that um, whole foods i thought like they were giving away stuff it was so many people every (laughs) checkout line was fully packed and i was just i was just really amazed i was like man these people are paying this type of money for food i don't remember what i got of course um (laughs) but it was just a lot of people in there so the second time we went in there with allison you know i was just like i was like these prices are high as hell you know you actually stopped and looked at what was going on in the store you know so that was the but i mean we we had steadily started looking at you know different food options and looking at the quality of the food, I think, is where we kind of started. As we watched more of the documentaries and we started doing our own research into what's in the food, what is, you know, being put into our body, we started steadily increasing our visits to Whole Foods. Um, and we weren't necessarily buying vegetables and fruit there. What did we buy from Whole Foods at first? Do you remember? Meat. That's all we bought. I was still... I was still stuck on, oh, we can get our fruits and our vegetables and, you know, our grains and everything else from uh, Costco. We were doing Costco. We were doing Costco and some Walmart. And some Walmart. 
And I was like, oh, but we'll get all our meat from Whole Foods because Whole Foods has their animal welfare, you know, rating the one through five. They, you know, brag that they get their stuff from like a hundred miles from the store. Da, da, da. And I mean, I was like set on that. That was like, my brain was like, we're only going to Whole Foods for this, but I don't want to pay the other stuff. I don't want to pay for the other up price. And that was the first step of our journey because we are still fairly uneducated about yes. food. There's a lot of deception and manipulation that goes on in the food industry and that due, was, due to the government controlling it right. so heavily. So like that was just us watching those couple of documentaries. We we had started doing a little bit of our own research, but mostly we made that change just because of what we saw in the documentaries. We completely took out, you know, our chicken basically because we were we were just like everybody else buying the Tyson chicken. I don't think we never bought Tyson we did. chicken. We bought times. the bag chicken. Ty- uh, no, we? They, we bought Tyson chicken in the package in the meat section every now and then. Uh. It wasn't often, but we did. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, after we saw those documentaries and stuff, I was like, nope, we're not doing meat. We're not doing meat, you know. But we didn't really research what that meant. Mm-hmm. We just went off of, like you said, we went off of what the documentary said. And that is a great place to start. Yes, yeah, a good start. But we, we hadn't done any of our own research. We hadn't, you know, looked into it ourselves. Um, but what do, you, what do you think is, <coughs> excuse me, what do you think was the, biggest change we made as we started to kind of make that change out of our, our I guess our Walmart shopping days. During the first step? During that first kind of phase after we started watching the documentaries. What do you think was kind of a big, big change I, I besides mean, the meat? Well, going besides the meat? Yeah, well, I mean, we just kind of talked about the meat, but I mean, what do you think? You know, we went basically went from corn-fed cows to grass-fed cows, and then also we definitely started like adding more portions to our meals, like vegetables. I, I do agree with a you lot on more that. Vegetables. I think I think that was a big thing. We we reevaluated how we were plating our food. Mm-hmm. Um and then we began shopping a lot more at Whole Foods, you know, spending a little bit more money. We realized, you know, and I think my my perception, I'll, I'll ask yours here in a second, mm-hmm. but I guess my perception was we didn't make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. We were working two basic little jobs, but if you Think about how much money you spend elsewhere. You might as well put that money into food. Yeah, me and Allison, we really don't have any bad habits. We don't we don't drink a lot, no smoking, no video game obsessions. The only thing we buy extra amount of is maybe books for yeah. the most part. So we definitely, we put that, we allocated that extra money towards food. Right. And so as we were able to kind of rework our home budget because of everything else going on, that made it so we could purchase a little bit more expensive food. Not that we were completely running out of money when we did purchase food, but it just it made sense for us to spend that money on food rather than, like you said, going out and taking a trip, you know, doing whatever, you know, spending the day out doing stuff. Like we reevaluated kind of what was important. And as as our food journey changed, it's kind of changed how we do that as well now so do you remember how much we used to spend on food before we started going to whole foods um i, I mean remember. when i would go i'd go to walmart and i'd mm-hmm. probably spend 50 60 dollars at walmart and that was because i was getting box food and canned vegetables and you know some pre-made stuff and then i'd go to costco and spend maybe another 50 dollars because i'd get like the big old packs of chicken and the big old packs of meat that are you know $25. Yeah. And so those i'd take those and i'd divide them up and that would last us, you know, 2 weeks roughly, a mm-hmm. week and a half whatever. Um so i mean we spent probably 
a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars on food. Bi-weekly. It was probably bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. I'd say bi-weekly. So every two weeks, I'd spend one hundred fifty dollars on food. So three hundred dollars a month. So we basically doubled our food budget. Correct. Whole Foods roughly ran us ninety to one hundred and fifty dollars. I remember one of the first times we shopped at Whole Foods, we walked out of there with like. It was two fifty, mm-hmm. and it you was remember like, that? and it was like one bag. It it was around the month of May because we bought some <laughs> extra stuff. Who's gonna be barbecuing? Right. So yeah, we spent I think we spent close to two hundred two hundred fifty dollars, and it literally filled up two bags. We walked out with two bags worth of groceries. Did you feel good? I'm, I was like, it it kind of was like nerve wracking. I guess is how I looked at it, but but usually when we go there, it was about eighty to one hundred twenty five dollars per week, per week per week. Um. And and we would still probably go to other places. Like we would go to Walmart to get veggies. I was I was still going to Walmart. No, or no, no, no. We we get some veggies from Whole Foods. Every every blue moon I'd get something like I would, but most of the vegetables I got were from Schnooks or mm-hmm. from Walmart. Right, and then we got to a point later on where we got meat and veggies there, mm-hmm. and we were spending like a hundred to hundred sixty per week. Yes, there. So. Yeah, as we kind of did our own, like I said, as we researched more, mm-hmm. watched more documentaries, did our own kind of background check. Um, you got the bird. You okay over there? Yeah, my throat is killing me. Um, we kind of changed what we purchased and what we did just because we were trying to make sure we ate the best product. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you that don't know... For me, the best product isn't necessarily the most expensive product. But back then, I was like, oh, we have to buy this because it's, you know, they claim it's no hormones, no added antibiotics, all this other stuff. And it was the most expensive. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And that was without me doing any extra research into it going, okay, just because it's the most expensive doesn't mean it's necessarily the best. Right. And you agree, you think, we, we were kind of doing that for a while, weren't we? Mm-hmm. So, we're, we're, what kind of happened after we started shifting out of the Whole Foods phase? We still use Whole Foods today, mm-hmm. but what, what kind of triggered us? Do you remember? Aldi's. Man, we went in Aldi's, a.k.a. Trader Joe's. And I was just like, look at these prices. Everything cheap. The veggies cheap. Everything cheap. They had a lot of nuts. I was just like, this was a year ago, roughly, probably, we started. Yeah. What happened? How we end up in Trader Joe's? Well, Oh, I, no, 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 no. We went to Trader Joe's because we had to get some deal. The one off of Clarkson. You remember that? Oh, yeah. I was wanting to make a, a dip. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was some Super Bowl event or something was right. coming up. We were Some big sporting event. And I wanted, so, we don't have parties. But I like to cook a little extra for those because we like to have our own little parties, you know, yeah. like our own little events. And so I had this crazy idea. I saw a video on Facebook or something because I love food videos, just so you guys know. But I saw some video for like a dill dip for these chips and these vegetables and stuff. And I could not find dill no matter where I went. Walmart was sold out. Whole Foods didn't have any. And I think Antonio was like, well, we can go look at all these. And I'm like... All these isn't going to carry that. They don't really care fresh vegetables like too much. <laughs> and then he was like, well, what about Trader Joe's? I'm like, what the heck is Trader Joe's? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't know what Trader Joe's was. Surprise. <laughs> so that was the first time we did. Yeah, we went in there and we walked into Trader Joe's and I'm like, what the heck? Pardon my language. I'm like, what the hell is this place? Like, 
why did we not know about this place before him? We walked in, they had dill, chives, everything right up on the top shelf. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, look, and it's a dollar sixty or something like that. I was like, yeah. if you guys can see my face right now, it's hilarious, by the way. <laughs> but I literally could not believe the, the pricing that I saw there. Um, and that was the very first time we had gone into Trader Joe's. But what what kind of transpired after that point, though? I think we went on like a fake, our little vegan run. Yeah, <laughs> tell them about that. So, you know, our vegan run, I don't know, why, why did we go vegan? One we watched another documentary, documentary that scared the hell out of us. So we went vegan. I mean, it was just like that. Boom, vegan. So we was eating tofu, which is $1.99 per pack. We were eating, I was eating a crap load of lentils. What were you eating? Oh, we still have a crap load of lentils yeah. at the house now. Yeah, lentils away. lentils never go bad, by the way. Just so you guys know, they do not go bad as long as they're properly packaged. Yep. So they're currently sitting in like sealed containers in my on my shelving mm -hmm. for when the apocalypse happens and Antonio needs to eat <laughs> lentils. Yeah, so we went, we went vegan for about, what, three to mm, four to six months? I'd say four to six months, yeah, Roughly. definitely. So we went through that phase, and then we came out of that phase and went, I want to say pescatarian, where it's a little bit of meat, but a lot of vegetables. Which is kind of where we still are now. And we're going to do a separate podcast about our vegan deal, our six-month yeah, vegan. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in more detail later. Yep. But that's kind of where we are now. Um, most of our diet now is more vegetable-based than meat-based. Um, we do eat meat again. Like you said, we, we are eating meat. High-quality meat. But it's, it's a, yeah, it's a different style, I guess, and different quality. Um, what, what do we do now more than anything else? Like, wh how, what's, I, our, what's our food purchasing? Here, I'll ask you this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see if you actually know how this goes when I go shopping. Yep. We're going we're gonna to play a Q&A. Yep. What does my food shopping process look like? Okay. Trader Joe's, Whole Foods for meat. Global markets in Kirkwood for other. Ooh. Or you can just be like, whole, wait, vegetables from Global Food Market, Whole Foods meat, Trader Joe's, you know, nuts, seeds, whatever. He's pretty on the spot, actually. So I do go to Trader Joe's and I get a lot of our, I get like our apples and stuff from there. I mm -hmm. love, they have these Kanzi apples. They're really good from Trader Joe's. That's your favorite apple? It's I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying some of them. Is that the one we had yesterday? Yeah, that's okay. the one he I had like yesterday. I like jazz apples. I love he them. loves their jazz apples. But I go, I go to Trader Joe's because I can get, um, they have, like they have a, it's still, it's funny. We are no longer on a vegan kick, but we do not, and here, this is a, a fun fact. We do not do dairy. Yeah, no dairy. We don't do any dairy in our diet. Um, Try not to. Well, so when I say dairy, I mean milk, butter, cheese we do eggs but eggs to me is more protein than dairy that's why yeah, saturated fat i do butter i love milk i love ice well no cream, so i don't ugh. i i have to go get some because i'm currently out mm -hmm. but i actually buy vegan butter mm -hmm. so oh, it's yeah, not right. even butter i i buy smart butter i buy vegan cream cheese mm -hmm. i buy vegan sour cream like i don't the dairy product to me is still very bad <laughs> it's, it's really toxic for humans to eat dairy yes so that's why a lot of people got ibs and a whole bunch of other different stomach issues yeah that so, cannot be cured so i don't we don't do dairy at all um and that's something that kind of transpired back when we did jump into that vegan phase where 
we completely cut everything out. Like, what what do we do for milk if I have to buy any kind of milk? Almond milk, soy milk. Not soy milk. I eat soy milk. Uh, almond milk. What is it? What, is it? Milk, what uh, is it? You remember the name of it? Uh, the brand. Any of it. What 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 kind of protein was it? Oh, we did pea milk. Ooh, pea protein. Yeah, pea protein. I love pea protein. That's 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 my one recommendation. I'm gonna throw out the brand mm-hmm. Ripple Milk. It's a pea protein milk. That's full of sugar. If you get the sweetened version. Yeah, the chocolate. I get the unsweetened version. It's perfect for dishes to cook with. It was like, I I used to make, you know, white bechamel sauce by myself. And the unsweetened version thickens up just like regular milk does. It's Mm -hmm. so perfect. And it's vegan based. It's pea protein. But those, some of those habits that we picked up during our vegan phase have kept going with us. I like tofu. I love tofu. It's cheap. I hate tofu. For the whole block, you get 60 grams of protein, 500-ish worth of calories. he would eat a whole block of tofu by himself, by the way. No sodium, no nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So I'm I'm terrible about that. I do not like tofu. I will eat tofu if it's ground up to the point where I can't see it. Like eggs. Kind of. So my favorite dish here, I'll give you guys... A little sneak. My favorite dish that had tofu in it is I made dumplings. Mm-hmm. I made Chinese style dumplings, and they had tofu instead of inside of them instead of pork. So it was like a straight like mashed up tofu that I could not see, and I liked that. It was pretty good, but I think because the flavor of the vegetables they used, the cabbage and everything like that, kind of overshadowed the tofu texture. Yeah. But so where are we at now? So so wow, where where are we at now with our so diet? So this is where we're at. So. We're getting ready to transition from buying meat from Whole Foods into buying half a cow, maybe a cow. And then the the only thing we're going to be getting from the grocery store is just like maybe pasture-raised eggs if we run out. Or really just vegetables. Kale, spinach, leafy greens, tomatoes, whatever. So our vegetable. Because he is correct. I love going to the global food market in Kirkwood. I love that place. Because... The vegetable selection they have there and the fruit selection they have there is the the best. best. Now, you can get almost any kind of vegetable you want from there. And it allows us to create different style dishes. That's that experimentation phase that I love about science and food is being able to try the different vegetables and different flavors. What's the one vegetable I found there? It's not even a vegetable. It's a root. Bok choy? No, that's a vegetable. What did I find uh, there that you love root? me? Ginger root. Mm-mm, hold on, hold on. That you love me cooking with that is a different color than the normal one. Oh, them sweet potatoes. Yeah. Purple sweet potatoes. If you guys haven't had them, you guys need to go find them and cook them and eat them. They're so good. they are, yeah, they're purple love sweet them, potatoes. Man. They're naturally sweet, mm-hmm. so you don't have to add anything to them. It's kind of cool. But I like going there because, like you said, I can get those. I can get the bok choy. I can get the... Mexican cilantro like I mean it's there's so many different cultures and different um, countries food represented there Mm -hmm. that I feel like I would never run out of ideas and I love that so that's where we're in our food journey so we're making that transition so what what's the train why look the question is why are we transitioning out of Whole Foods and into purchasing a half a cow from the farm itself because you can actually go there you could vet the person who actually has the animals, you can talk to them, get to know them. You can see the animals, see the grounds, and just it's just more personal, you know. And it's and more control. It's more control. 
It is more control. So that is that's the phase we're in now. We're in that research phase of determining where we need to be getting our meat from. You know, who needs who do we need to build the relationship with? Those sort of things to get to the point where we can go down there because part of that research is determining how long the meat will store for. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, for those of you guys, for those yeah, too. for those of you guys that don't know, from all the research we've done so far, a half a cow is roughly 150 to 200 pounds of meat. That's a lot of meat. So Ooh. if you eat a pound of meat a day, right. you get almost a half a year, maybe a little. I'd say, because some of that meat, like you get a roast. A, meat, right. a roast isn't going to be a pound. It's going to be closer to two, maybe two and a half yeah, pounds. Two to three. So if you get 200 pounds of meat, that's going to last you a <laughs> half a year. A half a year's worth of meat. How are you going to store that? Right. Where are you going to put Deep that? freezer. Where are you going to put that? Most people don't have the space to put yeah. 200 pounds of meat away. Right. So this is a this is a learning process for us right now. We're definitely doing our research, making sure we understand what it would take to store the meat, what it would take to go down there and pick the meat up, those sort of things. As far as quality of the meat, too, and yeah, having it in the freezer for so long. Yep. As long as we know it's going to be what we want it to be at the end of the day. And so. a lot of these places, this ain't mass production. This ain't These like, are small farms. I'm going to go in and, and get like two steaks today. No, that's not like this. You have to pre-order this meat. Yeah, it's all advance. pre-ordered and you have to pre-order a, a good amount. I think they some of them have minimums. Yeah. You can't you can't order just two steaks. You have to order I think six. You know, I get it. You got to order like a half a cow. Yeah, I get it. Cow. They are small farms, small business. You mm-hmm. have to be able to purchase enough for them to warrant what they're doing so i I think that this this part of our process is going to be a learning curve for both of us a little bit because we've already done some research we've already done it but we're still learning new things constantly don't you agree yeah so let's before we wrap it up let's talk about eggs and the pork eggs so eggs is the most controversial thing in the united states okay how much do we pay for eggs we got well how many yeah, go ahead. We got four. Usually, we used to go to Walmart. We'd get four dozen eggs for like six ninety nine, seven ninety nine. Yeah, you get the big old pack, the two pack Super of eighteen. Cheap. It was thirty six eggs. And you can just imagine where these eggs are coming from for that cheap of a price. Yeah, so you get three dozen eggs. It was thirty six eggs. It was eighteen packs yep. for just under six dollars, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. Now, <sighs> what did I pay for eggs the other day? You paid six dollars and twenty five cents for how many? For a dozen. Pastor, uh, it about killed me when eggs. I picked these up in the store, guys. So, I told you, I, I understand the 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 pricing and you know the quality and everything like that, but that doesn't mean that we're still not learning and we're still having to make those kind of decisions. For me, growing up, I spent two dollars and ninety nine cents on a dozen eggs. Yeah, that's that's standard dollar ninety nine on eggs. I just walked into the store and picked up a cart of dozen eggs for $6.49. And eggs are tricky because they use five to six different labels. They got regular eggs. They got organic eggs. They got brown eggs. They got organic range-free eggs. But all those titles are manipulation. Like, yeah. you want pasture-raised chickens. Right. If the chicken is bad, the eggs is bad. You right. can't have... Or uh, pasture raised, uh, you can't have pasture raised eggs and bad chickens. Right, the chickens are being Don't cooped up no in a sense. cage. So, 
it it's still difficult for us sometimes to make those decisions. It's not diff- difficult for me because he's like, "You sure?" Like she like these eggs are six dollars. <laughs> I, was I like, did yep. well because I understand the health yep. background. I understand the reasoning behind it. But, you, but when you're conditioned from a young age to believe that you know eggs are two dollars, you know meat is only three dollars, like. Yeah, it's a big it's, it's a big it's a big jump. Yeah, you have to you have to recondition yourself mm-hmm. and make sure you understand the reasoning behind it to make those kind of decisions. Plus you want to make sure you ain't getting played too cuz it's a lot of right. So effery that's going along in this and industry. And now when it comes to pork, right. we actually don't even buy pork anymore. I stopped buying you pork. You buy pork every now and then. Every blue moon. Yep. I bought a rack of ribs the other day, half a rack. And I didn't even eat any of it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, she get she had that poison to me. You know me. But Ribs. we don't. But we don't. We don't buy pork that often. If I do, it's maybe every blue moon. Um, now let's talk about the ground beef. The ground beef. Oh yeah, our ground beef. So I used to purchase ground beef just in general, and ground beef on on a regular day is like two ninety nine a pound, maybe three ninety nine a pound, depending on where you go. Um, but we had part of our thing was we started looking up the animal, like the animal welfare rating. So it's a five-step rating that Whole Foods does. And Whole Foods always follows this rating, which is why we kind of transitioned to Whole Foods in the first place. Um, their ground beef immediately starts off at a step two, no matter what price it is. And I think it's four ninety nine a pound for their level two, which is considered an enriched environment. Um, that just means no crates, no cages, no, crowni- no crowding, um, and it's enriched. So they basically you know, make it a little bit of a nicer area. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, like I said, that's four ninety nine a pound. And that's what we were buying for the last three years. That's all I've been buying because I'm like, oh, it's, you know, it's not a bad price, blah, blah, blah. Well, as we've kind of done that research over the last, you know, the last little bit of time recently, like this last year or so that we've been really changing things up, mm-hmm. um, we've, transition to more pasture raised like everything oh, probably yeah. the past two weeks two yeah two three so I, weeks i've been reading um dr hyman's book about food we'll put that in the link too you guys have to definitely check that book out so the most recent purchase i made was a step four mm-hmm. this is a level four it is called pasture centered basically it means they get an enhanced outdoor access they you know are no cages still they're pasture raised so they're constantly outside that sort of setup um and for pasture raised i paid seven dollars and 19 cents for a pound of meat so it's it's definitely a price jump <laughs> absolutely <laughs> hell of a price jump so that's kind of where we're at now is what what's the difference in the quality? What do you what do you what's the first thing you noticed? Taste. I can def immediately, even though you had rice and all the other stuff, I can immediately notice how different that food tastes, especially the ground beef. It tasted really good. Yeah, it tasted different. Yeah, you can I mean the taste is so different. So I, I agree. So we're, we're actually looking at their website. So step four pasture-centered means that they require a pasture system. It says there's some feed grains on the pasture and others and offers. Ooh, and can't even read how little this is. 
And then it says, and others give cattle 100% grass. So they do have like a system set up, um, but they are constantly raised on a pasture. They are not locked in a cage. They are not anything. There's no, you know, yard, nothing like that. So it's definitely a different process. Yeah. But that is why we're also transitioning out because it does have a feed grain on there. Some right. some some of their farms still offer feed, which part of that is they're not allowed to feed them gra or, uh, grain, corn, like corn. corn. It has to be, you know, the organic, not organic. It can be uh, organic mixture, gra grass, like grass. natural stuff. Yeah, it's got to be like grass-fed. But that is one of the reasons why we're transitioning out of the Whole Foods meat and going straight to, the, going straight to, to the, the farm because we it gives us more control yeah because and we, we kind of know at the end of the day you know you you can go down to the farm and see how they're feeding their cows you can go down there and see what kind of system they have set up you can talk to the actual farmer you can talk to the butcher and find out exactly step by step the process from birth of the cow up until you purchasing the meat what happens and you have complete control over that rather than relying on you know a company to provide that for you yep. and one last thing is we're going to start incorporating a lot of more bison and lamb bison, I love definitely into bison. our diet because it's not they're not a ton of bison you know so a lot of those are the meat is really good i mean it's it just is. you can't you don't see mass-produced bison meat you or don't lamb. see it or lamb so that's going to be probably other change we're going to make in the next 60 days or so and that's our food journey. Yeah, that's, you know, it's still. I mean, it sounds. Eight years. I don't want to say it's it's over because it's not. Food is always evolving. Mm -hmm. Our our journey is going to continue to evolve with it, mm -hmm. um, until we get to that point where we feel like we have one hundred percent control over our food. Yeah, I can tell you, I'm a long way. I'm close, but I'm still a long way from being able to eat what I need to eat. Yes. Oh, I agree. So. As we continue to grow and as we continue to evolve with our food, we'll continue to keep you guys a little updated on some of the major changes we make. Because when we make our first big purchase, trust and believe for our cows. Yep. Trust and believe we'll do a podcast on that one for you guys, too. You guys definitely are going to want to hear about this experience because <laughs> yep. it's going to be eye-opening for both of us. Yep. But let us let us know what you guys think. I mean... We want to hear about your food yeah, journey. Yeah, what, what's going on with your food journeys? Your and, struggle with food, everything. Yeah, how's how's that playing out and how is it working for you? Because that's the biggest thing. We want to know not necessarily just about your food journey, but about your, your experiences with it. Yep. So, all right, we will check in later. Got yep. any final thoughts? Any final sayings? Eat as much ice cream as possible. Don't eat no ice cream. All right, guys, we'll check in a little bit later on. Take it easy. See you later, guys.